0: Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff
1: and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life
0: and covering a ton of interesting topics so there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench.
1: I'm your host Jeff and I'm Amy and this episode is all about hygge.
0: Huga. Huga. What's that? Is that something you smoke from? <laughs> no, I, that's hookah.
1: When I when I first heard this word, I, I had it playing in my head. Uga chaka, uga uga. Oh yeah, you know from that song. song?
0: Can't fight this feeling uh, deep inside. I'm hooked on me. a
1: yes. I'm hooked on a feeling. hooked on a
0: feeling from Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs. I always get those two mixed.
1: But up But do you know who sings it?
0: uh I do actually, um but I can't think of it. Uh, off blue end. suede. Blue suede. No, you know what? I didn't know. Or that. it could be blue suede. I did not know that. That's interesting.
1: How do you spell suede?
0: What the what? Is, what is the suede? S e u e d e, something like that. Suede.
1: I don't. I don't think that's it. But anyway, s u
0: e d e. That's it. S-U-E-D-E. Right. Okay.
1: So this band's name is S W E D E. So I don't know what that's about, unless it was just a typo in Google.
0: I don't know either. That's interesting.
1: Very much derailed this one. But Huga. Huga is a Scandinavian term, and it encompasses a feeling of coziness, contentment, and well-being that's found through cherishing the little things. All of that is encompassed in the one term, hygge. And our episode is on comfort tips from Danish culture based on this concept of hygge.
0: Could I ask, please, how do you spell hygge?
1: Hygge is actually spelled H-Y-G-G-E.
0: I think they're wrong. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's spelled. <laughs>
1: This is why, (laughs) this is why I had to look up how to pronounce it in many, many different locations because I too was like, how could that be hygge? But you know what, Jeff? It's a different language. So sometimes, even though it doesn't look like it's pronounced that way in the English language, when it's from another country and a different language and culture, it can be spelled in a different way, yet pronounced hygge. Okay. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E.
0: Okay. I think they were smoking a hookah when they spelt hookah.
1: <laughs> and it's anyway. a defining characteristic of Danish culture. And like... Most definitions we say on our episodes, I'm certain our listeners will now hear this everywhere. There's actually a lot of books on it. I heard it mentioned in a few different places within the course of just a couple of weeks. So I was thinking this is something I need to look into a little bit more. And that was where the inspiration for the episode came from. See,
0: I may be wrong, but I do feel like it was mentioned in the last uh, episode of Billions that we watched. Because I didn't research it, nobody else is going to. So we don't know for sure, but I know that he mentioned some kind of word that meant exactly what "huga" means.
1: That's right. If you're a Billions fan, the newest season, well, I think it's actually the second half of the uh, current season is now available. They had to stop filming because of the pandemic, and it's now uh, starting back up again. So be sure to check it out if, you, if you're if you into that thing. And yeah, they may or may not have said "huga" in a recent episode of Billions, but...
0: I'm going to find out.
1: <laughs> have you ever... Felt that cozy feeling of, you know, curling up with a book when it's rainy outside or sipping on hot chocolate on a, a cold, snowy day. No,
0: but I, I see it most nights when you get all cozied up on the couch in your little den when you have your weighted blanket and stuff. <laughs> it's my Love it's my that. nest. Yeah, it's your little <laughs> nest. That's what Huxley called it tonight, our, our little eight-year-old. He's like, I'm in mummy's den. <laughs> I do understand what you mean.
1: My nest is the essence of... Huga. Yeah. So in this episode we're just going to talk about some of the principles of Huga and how you can get a little bit more Huga in your life, a little bit more comfy, cozy, yeah. contentment, well-being, all those lovely warm feelings.
0: I think we have a collective acceptance of the concept of huga, because we are a family who all use blankets whether it's summer or winter or whatever we always have a blanket over, over i know
1: us. it's true it's
0: kind of funny and i think it's a comfort thing myself but i mean i'm not usually that cold though you no, know not usually me. in august no not in august no <laughs> it's not like
1: yeah uh so the quote for this episode is how we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives and it's yeah. by an author. Her name is Annie Dillard.
0: I never heard of Annie Dillard.
1: Well, you have now. That's and now great, you've heard
0: her quote. I wonder what that book, what quote that book comes from. Or if sometimes quotes don't come from books. But she is an author, so I just assume.
1: It does come from a book. And I'll leave that to our listeners to Google up the exact name of the book. That's right. I'm...
0: That's my goal for this podcast is just to point out all the things you did not research. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not research. <laughs>
1: So although anyway. Huga is, you know, something that we may think about more in the colder, blustery seasons, it's actually practice in Scandinavian culture all year round. Oh. But it is especially fitting for fall. So that's why I thought this was a great episode to release in October.
0: Absolutely.
1: As a side note, Hux asks our son Huck's asked me, you know, why is it called fall and instead of autumn or versus autumn? And the best I could come up with was like the, that we call it fall because the leaves fall. You ever get questions from your kids, and you're like, it makes it really points out how little you might know about something. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why there are two words. for I don't the season. know either,
0: but I would have came up with some kind of, you know, you know, mythological. You know, it's fall. It's the fall of summer. The next season has defeated summer, so now it's getting colder, and summer has fallen.
1: Well, that's quite a visual. It's like there's a Lord whole war taking place amongst the seasons.
0: Yeah, it's Lord of the Rings seasons. Here's where Season you can. One. Here's where. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm on fire tonight.
1: Here, here's what you ask me, Amy. Did you happen to research what fall? Oh, versus autumn, and how those terms came about.
0: Well, I think you did.
1: I did. did Why, you, as so a matter of fact, I'm so glad you asked, Jeff.
0: What did you come up with?
1: So, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. The older of the two words is autumn, which first came into English in the 1300s. And it comes from the Latin word autumnus. It had extensive use right from its first appearance in uh, English writing and with good reason, because the common name for this season prior to the arrival of the word autumn was harvest, which confused people because harvest can be the time of year when you're harvesting crops, but it can also just mean to actually harvest crops so people were like, are you talking about the verb to harvest? Or are you talking about the season? I
0: could see a lot of ancient conversations going awry there.
1: I know. And so that's why autumn Fights. was just like a huge hit. They're like, okay, we got
0: a new people word. People throwing pumpkins at one another. So poets
1: continued to be wowed by the changes that autumn brought. And in time, the phrase, the fall of the leaves came to be associated with the season. And it was shortened in the 1600s to fall. So then, they just became used interchangeably. So no, Lord oh, of the Rings defeating
0: the you know seasons defeating other seasons or anything like that. No, well we no. can
1: we can do that in your non-researched version.
0: I think it words. would be yeah. I think it would be a good children's book actually. <laughs> Back but, to Huga. Huga.
1: So during times of upheaval when both public and personal perceptions of safety and community are at risk which i think is really fitting you know given the ongoing pandemic it's common to yearn for this sense of huga and there's actually i mentioned several books on it but one of the authors mike Wyken, he wrote a book and he talks about the concept of huga being traced back as early as the uh, 1800s in denmark hmm. But it's also practiced in neighboring countries such as Sweden and Norway.
0: So how how is this actually practiced in Denmark?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. There are a few primary principles of hygge, and that's what we're going to go through in this episode so that people can figure out some ways that maybe they can incorporate a little bit more hygge in their lives. All right. The very first one is Atmosphere.
0: Atmosphere,
1: and so some ways you can create atmosphere in your home. Lighting, well, it might be exactly. Lighting is a, a big one. Candles, yeah. candles. Make sure that which they're, is lighting. Make sure they're fire safe candles. Otherwise, they're just anxiety inducing. Well, for me anyway.
0: Adults, most adults know how to use candles properly. You would without... th- one
1: would think. Yeah. One would think. Yeah, but. No, not Do you all have ca- a
0: story coming here? Is well, this- no, but did you ever, oh, did you ever okay. find,
1: see pictures of old Christmas trees where they talked about people actually lit candles and yes. place them in the tree? I
0: have, I have heard and of this. And I'm like,
1: we can't even leave our tree up too long with the LED lights and we're worried because the tree dries out and we're worried it'll burn the house down. And back then they were lighting candles and putting them on a tree and just balancing them on a branch.
0: Wait, that's something that you worried about. I don't worry about the LED candles or the lights burning down the tree. I've never worried about that, but I understand what you're saying, though. I well, do. you
1: should worry about such things. I
0: would worry though if it was if there were real candles, candles, and they were like <laughs> dripping all over the place with wax. And that would not be good. So
1: if hugas cause or if, hoogas, if candles cause you anxiety, listeners, maybe skip the candles because they won't induce huga feelings of comfort. No. But there are other ways to create atmosphere. Of course, fireplaces. A lot of these involve fire, I'm noticing.
0: Smoke machines. <laughs> Smoke machines.
1: <laughs> Just get one going know. in your living room and yeah. work that one out. But you'll notice a lot of people like to put up fall decorations or decorate their front porch. Even scents or uh, s-
0: stovetop potpourri. Sounds a lot like Halloween. Well, the, it does. I mean, James. I'm very
1: focused on the on the yeah. fall aspects of, of well, Huga, uh, but, yeah, And... I remember being at somebody's house and I was like, what are you What are you cooking on the stove there? And they lifted up the lid of the pot. Well, no, there wasn't a lid on it now that I think of it because I could just smell it. But anyway.
0: You're making this up.
1: <laughs> you could tell it's a big lie. <laughs> no, I remember it. I remember it so clearly, except for the except lid for the, pot lid part. Pot. I didn't remember that clearly.
0: And what was in it and who you were. <laughs> anyway.
1: You boil water on the, on top of your stove mm-hmm. and you can float citrus in it, uh, different spices, cloves, and it is a natural potpourri that permeates your house and just puts a really nice smell out there. Yeah. And you know, it's- Better
0: than the compost. That's for sure. So yeah, I mean, like, so, <laughs> so you could do like orange rinds and stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, all kinds of- just...
1: I was at a gathering. It was a co- co-worker. Ooh,
0: gathering. Dungeons and Dragons or Magic?
1: Is that magic? the only time people gather?
0: I don't know. It just sounded like it. <laughs> Wiccan, something like that, you know? No,
1: it was like a co worker was having people over for a holiday gathering.
0: Oh, okay. Holla- of okay. the
1: non Wiccan variety. Okay. And
0: everybody was wearing robes. <laughs> Oh, sorry. sorry, I'll go. <laughs> there were let you no go. robes. Go ahead with your story. I'm sorry.
1: And the <sighs> hostess had this on her stove, and I thought it was really cool. So I just thought I would share it with our listeners.
0: Have you ever done that, though? Have you ever done the pool? I have. I've done it. You've done it?
1: Well, what I've done is when I... I had a Christmas party years ago. I would put cider in a crock pot and serve it that way, warm it up, and then I would float on the surface of the s- cider slices of orange and-, and just
0: let the steam, the smelly steam. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it was great because it wasn't wasteful. You could drink the cider, but you also got the smell of the cider. But if you are doing just water on the stovetop, don't let that water completely boil dry because
0: <laughs> you're always averting disasters <laughs> because it
1: could cause a fire.
0: You're, you're you're always averting disasters. It's so make amazing. sure you keep
1: an eye on that pot.
0: I don't know how you do it.
1: Throughout the entire know. gathering, keep an eye on the pot and keep adding water as necessary.
0: What kind of gathering is this? <laughs>
1: Have you ever heard of a <laughs> Oh my all right. Go. I'm getting it together. All right, get Have it you together. ever heard of a pomander ball?
0: <laughs> a salamander ball? No. What? A pomander? You I,
1: might, I might have to edit, edit the sound. I can't stop laughing. Pomander.
0: Pomander. P-O. Is it a Pokemon? No. What is it?
1: P-O-M-A-N-D-E-R.
0: Okay, no, I haven't it. It's of called
1: Pomander. And according to the farmer's...
0: <laughs> the farmer's Acar- almanac?
1: According to the farmer's almanac... Medieval. I'm. I'm just sniffing because I'm now crying. I'm, I'm la- laughing. I'm laughing. That's what your I husband's do so when funny. I, when I laugh, I cry. It's. A, it's a thing. Uh, medieval herbalists used pomanders. Used pomanders because they're medieval. So it happened in the past. Hence the past tense of this sentence. Okay. And it was mixtures of fragrant dried herbs in cloth bags or perforated boxes, and they used it to ward off illness or bring strength and good fortune. And the oh. reason I bring this up is because you can actually make pomander balls, and <laughs>
0: I don't know why. Hey, I'm not doing anything to make you You're laugh. You're making a face. Uh, am You're I? You're making I, a pomander ball I'm face. I'm just trying to understand this whole pomander mystery.
1: Well, just Google it, listeners, because Martha Stewart will tell you all about it, complete with how it to put her... Rubber band around an orange so that you can stick cloves into the orange in a straight line, and then you take the band off.
0: Sounds invasive.
1: And then you set the oranges in a decorative bowl and let the smell permeate your house.
0: Sounds like a lot of work.
1: Well, it is, but it's crafty, and people enjoy crafts.
0: And it sounds very similar to just a regular old potpourri pot with no lid.
1: Well, but it's it's more fresh and real and a great way to waste oranges and if you also did you
0: say a great way to waste oranges
1: <laughs> that's what i thought when i was reading about pomander oh bottles because you're shoving a bunch of cloves in them but then
0: i got some oranges in the grocery order honey let's waste them
1: well sometimes you buy too many and it's true
0: i guess this I, is a way i to... buy too many you're, you're blaming me you buy a lot how of how many fruit. oranges I... are in the package i
1: feel like it becomes my obligation to make sure all the fruit gets eaten before yeah. it goes bad. I don't eat like, much fruit. Have you looked honest. at how many apples we have? You just keep buying more apples. I didn't buy
0: apples this grocery order today.
1: Okay. Well, if you want to preserve the pomander balls a little longer, you can put them in the fridge overnight.
0: Why is this reminding me of the sweaty balls? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Sticky. I had
1: in the back of my head when I was
0: oh, man. crying
1: through, oh, through
0: this one. That Saturday Night Live skit.
1: Let's move on to number two principle, which is being present. And be there. I think this one's rather straightforward, but no devices, no dwelling on your past or worrying about your future. Just be present in your environment and your comfy coziness, whether you're curled up on the couch or spending time with Wait friends minute, and family. Wait a minute
0: though, you can still curl up on the couch in your little den and worry about the future.
1: You can, but the idea is to try not to.
0: But what are you going to think about? Are you <laughs> supposed to erase your mind?
1: Focus on your five senses.
0: Think about what
1: you can smell, see, hear, touch, taste. Focus
0: on the smell of the pomander balls. That's
1: exactly it, Jeff. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. And
0: the fog machine. Yes,
1: and you can watch the flicker of the candles. In your Christmas tree. Yes, (laughs) in your Christmas tree.
0: (laughs) While you have a heart attack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number three is pleasure. So the concept of huga can often be linked to specific foods or drinks, such as mulled wine with cardamom bods and star anise. <laughs> I feel like I filled the research for this episode with the hardest words I could choose to. Have I think to try you're to making say.
0: these words up. You're just like, how <laughs> oh, difficult can I make this word sound?
1: Ways you can add pleasure into your life may involve reading, if if that's something you choose to do and you enjoy it.
0: What if you're reading about the end of the world?
1: That would not be comforting. That
0: would not be comforting.
1: Baking muffins or cookies. Pumpkin spice is big this year.
0: Pumpkin spice is big every year this time of year.
1: It is. We actually have a local blogger here in St. John, New Brunswick. If you're on Instagram, I'm sure our listeners are on Instagram. Check out Petite Watson. Uh, she This year, she did a whole list and map of all the locations around our city where you can get pumpkin spice. Where you can fantastic. get your fix. Uh, charcuterie boards are big this time of year, too.
0: Yep. That's, That's all you got to say, to say about, about that. that. <laughs> they, I I will never pass up a charcuterie. How do you say it?
1: Charcuterie. <laughs> charcuterie.
0: What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? I don't me know. This I got. And I, yourself. It started. With Why are you a, doing this to us?
1: It started with Huga and then there was cardamom, and.
0: Is this the way you want? to Tell me that you want to quit the podcast by just doing all these difficult words.
1: It's well. I know how great you are at tongue twisters.
0: Toy boat. Toy say it boat. five
1: times. You want to do your Betty Botter.
0: Well, why don't you do your McDonald's one? Because you you, you will literally do that at any any opportunity. I know, because so.
1: I have very few hidden talents. I know. Most of them are completely
0: on display. I love this one. This one is just like why I married you. Can you please do it? I
1: feel like I've done it on another episode.
0: Nah, maybe. Okay. But, like, but it's no harm in doing it again. Wait, wait. Set it up, though, first. Like, tell people what you had to do.
1: Right. So when I was a kid, way back in the, I'm going to say this was in the late 80s, early 90s, McDonald's had a contest where if you memorize their whole menu, you could get a free Big Mac. Yeah. And you had to say it at the store in front of the cashier within 30 seconds. So what they did is they printed up the menu and they put it on a card and you could take it home and memorize it. And I did. Although I never followed through and actually got the Big Mac, I still remember the menu till this day. Why didn't you get the Big Mac?
0: You could have given know. it to somebody.
1: Well, I lived out in the country. We just weren't really around McDonald's very often.
0: And just quickly as a quickly as a quick aside, can you imagine the boardroom meeting when they when that one person said, Hey, how about we get our customers to memorize the entire menu? <laughs> what do you guys think of that?
1: Was this one person from <laughs> yeah. like the mafia? Yeah,
0: I have to I have to make them sound sinister because uh, McDonald's is sinister, so
1: I've met other people who have memorized this menu.
0: Okay. Uh, at least two I know. other people. I know. Yeah. I remember you guys. Don't
1: you have a coworker who did, also did, memorized didn't it?
0: Didn't you guys do that, like, together at one point, like, at the exact same time? Who was that? I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Listen, on your mark, get set, go.
1: A Big Mac, McDLT, a quarter pounder with cheese, filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, chicken, and McNuggets. Tasty, golden, franchise, regular, and larger sizes. Ember Child, chef garden, chicken salad, oriental, and for breakfast, egg McMuffin, hot hot case, and sausage, maybe, omelet, McMuffin, all three kinds of Danish hash browns, too. And for a dessert, hot apple pie, sunny street varieties, a saucer serve, three kinds of shakes, and chocolate cheese, cookies, and a drink of Coca-Cola, diet coconut, drinks, and coffee, and a chocolate, also apple, orange, a or grapefruit or juice, all at McDonald's, good time, great taste, and I get this all at one place.
0: And here's your Big Mac. No, thank you.
1: Now when I listen back, I'll actually be able to see if I finally did it within 30 seconds.
0: Oh, I'm sure you did. I told I, I timed you one time. You Listeners,
1: to. are you still with us? Or did uh, you I don't ju- know. They just fast forwarded. It's through time my... for
0: mine now. No, I'm just joking. I'm not going to do my Maybe at a later uh, podcast. Really? Betty bought her, bought some butter, but she said this butter is bitter. If I put it in my batter, and make my batter bitter. So she bought some better butter, better than the bitter butter. And she put it in a batter and made her batter better. So it's better that Betty bought her a little bit of better butter.
1: Nicely done. That's mine. You couldn't help you couldn't help but I do
0: yours too. I didn't screw it up once either. No. I, I, I even you when I started do. thinking, I'm like I was I started to think about what I was saying. That's usually when you screw it up, but I didn't. Anyway. It was go.
1: perfect. Just like you.
0: What is the number three?
1: And we did that one. We did number three. It was oh, pleasure. Right. Okay. So number four is comfort.
0: Comfort.
1: And they actually have specific Danish words for like the pants that you practically live in at home or your favorite cozy nook or armchair. Even for cozy socks, they're called huga sockers because soccer.
0: They're called that? Like if you go to the the store to buy them, they're called huga. Well, socks? Well,
1: I don't know if it's like a, a store term it or may maybe be. it's just between friends term. Okay. But soccer is gotcha. socks and then they have huga socks. Huh. And so if you're looking for comfort... One of the things you can do is check out where your cats are hanging out. Yes. They are connoisseurs of comfort, those kitty cats. Perhaps
0: we shall share the, the photo of the cat uh, laying on top of me that you took this evening as in our Instagram.
1: Yes, you seem to have these nightly cuddle sessions now with our cat Charlie. Which I think is... he needs
0: them. He's getting old. You know, he's Dis- an old kitty. You
1: think he needs them or you need them?
0: Well, he's not going to get them anywhere else, so... I'm the only one that loves this cat in this house.
1: That's not true.
0: It's true, mostly. Ish,
1: trueish, maybe. No, no, he's a great cat. <laughs> I love him, cat. too. In case he's listening. Charlie, if you're listening, I love you. All right, comfort. You're behind you. You opened one eye. I think the fact that the Danish just have special names for the pants that you practically live in and... Cozy places They're onto is something. awesome. They're onto something. I mean, I always change when I get home from work. Well, unless I, well, a lot of nights I have evening meetings. But if I don't have an evening meeting, the first thing I do is get into cozy apparel. Yes, you do. You know, throw blankets, not throwing punches. No, um, knitted blankets, afghans, flannel um, sheets. Yes. Flannel sheets. We act, We have converted to using flannel sheets year all round. year round.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that happened.
1: It's weird. We have air conditioning on and then are using flannel sheets. I feel like that's a really bad energy suck. But we have to have the air conditioning on anyway because our sun is always really hot. So
0: You got to live, baby.
1: Anyway, that's what we do. We love our flannel sheets and they're super hookah. And other ways that you can get huga in a comfy way, so you can get that feeling of comfort from hot beverages, like tea or coffee. Hot chocolate. Hot, hot chocolate, hot cocoa. Did you ever have, like, real hot cocoa? I have I never really liked it's it. It's awful. I never really you liked it. You had to put, like, a pound of sugar.
0: Or marshmallows.
1: And with cocoa to make it. Yeah. Like, it was so bitter. A
0: whole bag of marshmallows and in it would one never, cup.
1: And it would never dissolve in the hot water. It would yeah. just be, like, chunks of this dry...
0: That's the th- that's what I'm going to do. I am going to adopt this this uh aspect of huga this winter as I'm going to drink more hot chocolate. There, I said it. I'm going to do it.
1: All right, I'm um, going to hold you to I'm, that, you, Jeff.
0: Okay, thanks. That's what I was waiting for.
1: Now are you going to do the old-fashioned cocoa kind of I'm
0: going to do the cheapest uh, you know, rip the package, pour it in a in the cup and a little bit of uh, marshmallows maybe actual little mini marshmallows a little bit of milk we always buy
1: marshmallows for campfires and we eat like three and then we have a bag of marshmallows forever
0: those things are filling man
1: they are but they're made of like hooves
0: oh I, yeah i think they're
1: made like the gelatin delicious, comes from delicious hooves bone marrow or <laughs> something i don't know fact check that one <laughs> I could be wrong. That could You'll be something to, someone told me We'll years have to have marshmallows
0: at our gatherings.
1: <laughs> well, number five, Jeff, of principles of is togetherness. Family, Up friends, for five. pet cuddles. Yeah. All those things. Whether it's, you know, maybe playing board games. Our family, our extended family, my cousins and I, uh, puzzle days were always a big thing where the family would get together and work on jigsaw puzzles. And we would get two of the same puzzles and... We divide into two groups and see who could finish the puzzle first.
0: I have never enjoyed doing puzzles.
1: I'm not a really big puzzler either. I'm I'm more of a sitting around and talking while everybody else Some does the people, puzzle. But
0: like, like the challenge of the most difficult puzzle. You know what I mean? You take like a, a fractal or something like that and people will make a puzzle of it and they'll spend like... Well, what would take me a year, they will do in like a week.
1: Yeah, there's like a puzzle called, I think it's like the purple nightmare or something, and it's all just the same shade of purple.
0: Oh, great for someone who's colorblind.
1: Well, that doesn't matter because it's all one color. Still it's perfect for someone who's colorblind, I would think. I don't know. Number six, the final principle of huga <laughs> is gratitude. Not if
0: you can't see purple. Anyway, um, <laughs> gratitude. Yes, be thankful, everyone, for anything that comes your way that's positive.
1: Well, yes, I think we should be all these things that I mentioned they really are a bit of a luxury. They may yeah. seem like simple things, and who is about taking you know stock of the simple things yeah. in, in in life and and seeking pleasure in those simple things but the fact that we can even do these things have access to these levels of comfort is something to be grateful for because not everybody yeah. has that and it's not about buying more it's not about you know run no, out and buy no. all the You know, new age candles and weighted blankets. Although I do really highly recommend a weighted blanket. I think it's really good. She does and
0: candles. She loves candles too. Over. (laughs) You got to be thankful though for the things that aren't positive as well. To be honest, because they teach you things. They teach you things that you wouldn't have already known. That's true. I'm trying to be philosophical here a little bit. You know, you got to be thankful for everything that comes forward to you in life.
1: Yes, that's a good one, Jeff. I like that.
0: Thank you. And it leads put it into a, a future,
1: future episode we're going to do about life lessons. And I think that uh, that's a that's a perfect lead in. So another takeaway I just want to mention around huga. One last comment is it doesn't necessarily mean hibernating indoors. A lot of the examples we mentioned are indoor examples. But in the Scandinavian culture, outdoor activity is very important. So bike riding, woodland walks, stargazing are all considered part of the Huga lifestyle and that wraps up our discussion on Huga. now on previous episodes i had started doing a takeaway takeaways i'm switching now switching it up i'm going to do i'm going to do random tips
0: you've never told me you're going to switch this up
1: i i know i learned so
0: much about this about all podcasts as we do them (laughs) it's great
1: and my random tip for this episode is how to escape dog attacks
0: Dog attacks? Yes. That is completely random to what we were talking about. I
1: know, and that's what the randomness portion of the tip is all about. So I walk often in our city, and a great way to escape a dog attack, if a dog were to approach you and in a vicious way, is to jump up onto a car.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, climb right up onto the roof.
0: I can just see you doing that.
1: Well, it's true. I mean, if you're walking on the sidewalk, there's usually cars parked nearby, and it's very hard for a dog to get up onto a car. I haven't really tried this, full disclosure. It's just something that I think I would try. If Did you a dog think about attacks, this
0: while you walked the streets? I think about
1: it often. And if you wow. had a child with you, you could put them up on the roof of the car and at least protect them while the dog ate you.
0: And that, with that, we end this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everybody.
1: May you avoid dog, t- a yes, dog attack. Yes, stay away in the future. from those
0: rabid dogs and jump onto the cars if one comes around.
1: And put a little huga into your lifestyle. Yep. Bye bye.
0: Bye bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Sure check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new
0: you can find us anywhere you get your podcast and why not leave a review
1: you can also follow info on twitter facebook and instagram till next time. time